All right. Uh, I think we're, we're live, live, or maybe not live, but recording, <laughs> whatever we call it. Um, hi, everyone. My name's Chris Sprague. I uh, work at uh, Veeam Software as a technical partner manager or a channel systems engineer. Uh, but we'll get into uh, exactly what uh, systems engineers and titles are here in a second. Uh, want to introduce my uh, co-host, Mr. Zane, over there, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah. Tell us why yeah, we're here. Thanks, Chris. Uh, I am Zane Allen. I am a senior, I guess that matters, senior systems engineer with Veeam Software. So uh, kind of a, kind of a counterpart to you there, Chris, right? I mean, we, we do sort of a different focus, but definitely work together day in and day out. Um, known you, what, three, three and a half years, I yep. think now. So it's been a great, great journey. Yeah. And uh, we're finally doing this. I We get together and talk with, with our other tech friends and ourselves and never record any of it so um, yeah we thought we'd put this podcast together and when we thought about what to talk about in a tech podcast you know there's lots of things out there what's interesting we more and more kind of you know I mean, at least that's how I remember it kind of, kind of went to this SE journey this uh, how do we get here you know we didn't all come from the same backgrounds and as we talk to others in the industry and others we work with uh, that seems to be the same right everybody kind of comes from a different place and maybe even does sort of a different role or company to company, the role name is the same, but the duties are different. So yeah, so Chris, Chris and I got together and thought, what a great topic to maybe share with the greater community, right? And uh, talk about the SE journey, right? We're calling it the SE journey, but we mean SEs, uh, systems engineers, sales engineers, uh, sales architects, systems architects, right? The diff different names and uh, we'll kind of get into that as we, go through these um, these podcasts but really what where we came from what were interests how we fell into this profession because honestly there's no college degree to go out there and, and nab to get you your system mm -hmm. system engineering job so yeah just thought we'd do that and we'd share it through our own stories as well as uh, you know those we invite on the show uh, in, uh, in the in the hopefully uh, subsequent uh, podcasts yeah no, that's great because we kind of just in talking with all our you know, cohorts and everything, we find everyone had a different way of, of getting to a sales engineer role or solution architect. Like you said, there's many different names. Um, you know, I spent 18 years on the customer side before I even really knew what, what it was. So we found it interesting and something to talk about and um, maybe kind of help others understand how we yeah. got here um, so that if it's an interest, like Zane said, there's, you don't go to college and, and uh, sign up for an SE uh, no, degree. No, no, so. and it, and it's it's a unique role too, right? And again, company to company, it's probably even different. But um, as, as we'll explore, uh, but yeah, it's like like you, uh, we have pretty similar background, customer side, and then worked with SEs, right? We've, I was I was in the purchasing and vendor management when I was in the ma manager role, so just kind of saw this. Uh, this role and explored it more and you almost you almost fall into it right <laughs> it's almost seemed to kind of fall into it it yeah. just makes sense um you know and then there's those yeah. that maybe as we invite people on we'll find those that maybe they did it for a while and left it right you know we'll, maybe we'll even get that perspective so really really very open exploring this topic um yeah and we'll mix tech into that too yeah, right so that we'll mix tech into that too right we're we're definitely using tech here to, to record yeah. this so yeah so um We'll, we'll get into, you know, Zane and, and my journeys here in a, in a little bit. And then that kind of is, he mentioned the idea of the show is to bring on guests from, from uh, you know, 
other jobs, other companies that can talk about their journeys as well. Um, but uh, yeah, before we do that, one thing that uh, Zane always mentions here, we've been having these discussions for well over <laughs> yeah, a year yeah. now. Locked in our, um, locked in our offices here. The, <laughs> we needed something to do. Yeah, we, we've done a lot of content here. It's just all out in the ether, as Zane <laughs> likes to say. Um, we've never actually uh, recorded it. So, um, so now here we finally are. So we, like you said, we'll talk about tech a little bit. Why don't we talk a little bit about uh, just some of the the equipment we're using to get this podcast started? Zane. Yeah, yeah. So uh, very new to new to podcasting, technically, right? But we've been doing a lot of uh, Chris and I've worked on joint ones. I've done ones with others in my organization. Some in, in alliances I work with. Uh, been doing presentations in this virtual space, right? Twenty 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 changed a lot for all of us, I would say, and uh, and we were not um, immune to that. So equipment we're using and maybe you know as we get feedback here we'll learn other great tech to do but uh i i myself use um audio technical mic i like uh the thing right in front of us here uh i like xlr i i, I have a maybe we'll get more into that as i talk about my journey i do have a recording background in my in my youth and uh still kind of retreated back to that and so i use uh you know i basically have a a to D converter for that that I plug into my laptop. I know a lot of others, as we'll see, like the USB mics. I haven't really adopted that. I'm still kind of an analog, analog to digital guy. Uh, using a Focusrite, uh, the Scarlet. It's got the two channels, so I can plug in here and you know I have a little bit of a gain that I can deal with and line in, line out, um, and then we run that through. Um, and I'll let. I'll let Chris talk about the platform because he found it what we're trying out here and then I, I am using voice meter something I found recently uh, to help kind of uh, you know adjust your levels and get that sounding correctly and um, I don't know the first round in this podcast maybe we'll admit it, it seemed to kind of didn't work well so that's why we're really this will be our first episode even though it's probably uh, you know we had a beta episode we'll say that um, yeah and I'm I'm actually just using a a T series laptop for, for, for this, but we're not, we're not doing anything but recording through, through this side. Um, but that's, that's kind of the high level of what, what I'm using from a, from a, Oh, I guess I have my Elegato lights, big, big fan of those. Got the, uh, got the stream deck here, <laughs> bought a, bought quite a bit of toys, uh, uh, so I can control my, my lighting <laughs> in the back, lighting on the face. Um, and, that one's going to be fun. I think as I play with it more, you can pop screens up and, and do presets and stuff like that. I haven't dived too much into it, so I'm looking forward to getting into that. I've, I've only had it for a few weeks. Yeah, we've had a, a little bit of time to sit at home in yeah. our home offices and think about the the equipment and the cool things we'd like to buy, right? And it's easy to buy. You just go, um, oh, hey, I got five minutes. I'll go over there and, yep, purchase. And that's... That's another thing you're talking about your stream deck and you know the what Elgato can do there um, as we get more mature in the um, you know in doing this podcast maybe we'll start you know having outlines or we can pop up things or you know we'll probably start out very basic here just some video and, and Zane and I talking but uh, we hope to grow that and, and learn as we go yeah. so, so it's, it's twofold um, this podcast right learning how to podcast that journey as well as the SE journey itself so very yeah exciting. Um, so I, I'm similar. I on my side, I have an XLR mic as well. I don't know if it's in the screen there. I've got a. Uh, it's actually a Marshall uh, MXL mic um, nice. that I've had for a while. So 
I actually have that digital converter box. Mine's an older M box, and if anybody's familiar with that, you'll realize, yeah, it is very old. I actually think I bought it about probably 15 years ago. So I had to find some wow. special drivers on the internet to make <laughs> right. it work in that's Windows a, 10. That's always fun. But it's but it seems to be working. So I haven't really same. I haven't forayed into the USB mics yet. I know they're getting much, you know getting much better, and and they're up to the quality now. But uh, I kind of like having this, you know. Yep having the dig the physical gain and all that. So um, I've got a couple of lights as well and just using my desktop. The the more that I want to talk about is the platform. We're using Riverside FM uh, or Riverside.fm. There's a lot of different platforms out there that can record. This one looked pretty simple to us. Uh, and really our biggest, I think the biggest challenge in getting the podcast going or finding a platform was being able to do it remotely right yeah. we're not sitting in yeah. the same room we wanted to be able to record what's what seems very nice about riverside.fm is it's actually recording everything locally and then it uploads after the fact so you get uh, really good quality audio and video so yep. it's been uh, pretty great well yeah you know, yet to see we'll see as we record That's some true. of these and, and get them out there. Now it works. So. The, the the tests seem to go good so yeah um and i, I think also yeah. ease of use is important because yeah, not only we're we not even in the same state, right? I should mention that I'm I'm sitting in Washington, you're out in Idaho. Um, yep. We have day jobs, and uh, so fitting these in, <laughs> you don't want to have to have spend a lot of time because you'd probably end up not. Um, you know, we talk about this even in our products, right? Ease of use, easy to set up, easy to execute means you'll actually do it. It'll actually work. So, uh, I think that's why we also gravitated uh, to this platform. But uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I guess one thing I didn't mention is. Uh, is my um, camera. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, nothing special. I'm just using a, a Logitech uh, C922 Pro. You know, it's one thing I would I would actually like to upgrade, get a real camera. Um, but I've heard that it looks pretty good on the other end. So um, it's amazing what some of these little uh, webcams can do nowadays. So. Yeah, I didn't mention mine either. I got the Razer Kyle. Uh, I, I was able to find those early in the pandemic. Which was not easy. Um, so yeah. liking that one. I actually have two in the house now because I'm not the only one that has this dream. Oh, yeah, yeah you got another one, yeah. another camera because yeah. you liked it so much. Yeah, so yeah, it's nice. And your your the Kayo has the little ring light yeah. right into the camera as well, right? Yeah, so you can adjust so. ring light, get a little more shine there. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's nice. I've got two little cheap ring lights myself. Uh, just to to light up the the scene as all my windows as you can tell are behind me so um, nice well cool um zane if uh anything else left on equipment or uh, the platform here if not no, go ahead and just kind of talk about uh how you got where you're at today yeah yeah well high level night and we hope over this whole journey you know we'll, we'll probably dive into it more as we have others on the show and we already have some people yeah. lined up to come on to the next ones uh yeah uh, myself i as i mentioned just like chris i was a customer i was actually a veeam customer prior to coming to veeam but uh, i was in it for 12 years so definitely did the gamut more of a generalist networking but i've done back end front end for systems i've done networking servers uh storage i realized and i didn't really realize it until i was here every job i had i was the backup guy so it kind of makes sense you know kind of wondered how i fell into this i become a backup guy right because 
I used to go from not having to think about backup all day to thinking about it all day. But uh, but I always was, right? I was the new guy in IT. Hey, here's the tapes. And I I remember going direct to tapes. I remember not having virtualization. So, you know, been around a while. Um, to, you know, moving into disk-based hey. backup. I know, I know. <laughs> I remember uh, DLT. But um, so, yeah, I went from that to... And I, and I started in the newspaper industry, uh, which was great for learning how to be, uh, I'm not trying to say resilient, but, uh, um, uh, you know, resourceful, I guess would be the word, right? Uh, it was kind of at the height, at the end, and uh, that's when I realized I needed to become generic in IT, right? Just learn IT and kind of get away from, because I, I did a lot of workflow specific to, to newspapers. And uh, that's when I gained into a, a managed service provider. So I did that for a while where I really got to see a gamut of backups. So just kind of Kind of piecing yeah. how I got here, uh, as well as that's where virtualization really started for me. A little bit at the newspaper, but a lot there. Um, you know, I saw a lot of different networks. Uh, had to come up with management so that we could effectively, because in, in the MSP world, it's charge for an hour, work 15 minutes, right? That's that's the game. So, um, you know, how do we efficiently manage all these customers and keep them up and running? And largely, a lot of them didn't even have IT departments. So, really, in that kind of space. Um, and then, yeah, moved into consulting roles and then got up there to the glory of IT management, uh, kind of management director side for a nonprofit where I, yep, I, I basically converted their network, converted their systems to a new platform, helped them secure their network, right? In there, I also got to teach. And I think this is where it really all started to come together for me is I got to do adjunct professor at a school in California where, uh, we had information insurance department, so it was really all about focusing on security and networking, and and I got to introduce backups into that because at that point I was a Veeam customer, where I you know I introduced them. Hey, backup is definitely part of a security strategy. It's the when it happens, what are we going to do about it? And yeah. I liked that aspect. It kept me learning new technology, kept me figuring out a way to communicate it to people that are new to technology, maybe or you know are, are junior to it. A little bit of mentoring if you will which you know i always sought out when i was trying to build a career and i think that's what really all came together for me right the it side i liked the teaching i liked that and then i found this se role and i kind of had the back of my mind for a while because i was like you know I, I talked to these se's what are they who are they where do they come from where are these you start looking at jobs like okay this is what you need to get there and and it was a vmon conference as a customer that that i led to actually applying for a role and and, and getting it in uh um 2016 when I started so that's kind of a high level but yeah definitely from an IT and I, I think as we'll explore this it really takes that I want to talk to customers I really want to also love tech but I don't want to be 100% you know I want to talk to end user I want to evangelize I want to learn new things but yeah I also don't want to be behind the keyboard all day so it's it's kind of this mix of of, of things and personalities I think that leads you here um, yeah. but yeah that's so what was your platform for, what was your platform for teaching? You mentioned you got to teach a little bit. Like technology was? Um, well, I did in person and then I, I hybrid. So we used Blackboard is what we called it, uh, the system that was there. Um, I would, uh, in fact, that's where I started recording demos and videos, funny enough. I'd be like, oh, let me walk you through how to do this configuration in a, a promoter net domain controller or secure this. And, and I realized if I, if I did some lessons there, now they had this reference to go back to and then they could do it in the lab. It was, it was actually that, that transition. My yeah. first class, I was doing more lecture. And then I realized if I taught through experience, like, hey, here's a lab, 
here's some switches let's let's get your hands on it because that's how you learn in it is the frustration equals learning i like to say right that's not my phrase but i picked that yeah. up somewhere um the struggle that's how you learn you love it you want to problem solve and you learn right and then it's also where you learn if yeah. you don't love it <laughs> and uh yeah very quickly because that's how i think a lot of us came up but you know we'll we'll talk about that so yeah we use blackboard um i did in person and then you know hybrid and then we were developing an online class which i'm sure they've done by now but i that's when i joined veeam and left the state so I, I chose to go this way. Um, yeah. Nice. How about uh, how about you? I know we're just talking about high level here, but uh... yeah, no. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned the the teaching piece. I I was um, I was always told as I, I going through school, work, actually a lot of a lot of the time that I should be a, a teacher. Um, I think a lot of people saw I, I kind of have a propensity for that too, wanting to take knowledge and share it. Um, and I think a lot of people saw that through my life. I never really wanted to be a teacher right. in the strict sense, right. right? So I didn't think of that. But now as I think back to it, I'll kind of incorporate it here, but uh, into to my journey. Um, so yeah, kind of starting at the beginning. I did start in the technology side. I've been a, a geek most of my life. So I did you know, I've always been into computers. I went to school actually down in uh, San Diego. That's right. Uh, miss, miss that beautiful place. <laughs> went to school down there and um, uh, I was a computer science major. So I started in the programming developer side. I actually worked for a dot com um, right around the turn of the century. And um, it wasn't so great. Yeah. And for dot coms. <laughs> yeah. First, yeah, first yeah, was great, great for a couple <laughs> yeah. years and then fell off the face of the earth. So, um, but yeah, I, I worked for a dot com. I was doing some development. I actually worked for Sony Online Entertainment down in, in uh, it was in Miramar at the time yeah. and got to support uh, video games like uh, EverQuest and, and um, Final Fantasy. And actually at the time, it was almost a dream come true, was right? Was it was thinking, like a dream job, be, right? Yeah, at that age. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to be a programmer. I want to program video games. I work for a game company as I was doing QA and tech support at the time. I'm like, I'm going to get my degree, move over there. Um, but as I was working for that in the dot com, I started to become the de facto tech support guy mm -hmm. because I could fix wireless issues and outlook issues and Mac issues yeah. <laughs> that nobody else could. Yeah, um, and I quickly learned or wanted to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I quickly learned that that if I was going to continue to develop, uh, unless I was to start my own company, and it wouldn't always be like this, but I'm going to be just you know writing code for something else. Um, and uh, I found out while I like scripting and, and coding, uh, I more liked being hands-on and touching hardware and fixing people's problems. And um, and so then I, I moved into more of the technical management or mm -hmm. IT management type roles uh, into more tech support. Uh, and yeah, and so I started getting into, I, I've done everything from IT service management to, um, uh, I was a network engineer, integration engineer, kind of did some DevOps in there. So lots of different backgrounds uh, and things that I did. And as I was doing that, I realized as, you know, as geeky or nerdy as I am, and I love to talk tech, uh, I love to have the 
business conversations around it as well, right? For lack of a better term, I guess. Um, talk yeah. about the what and the why and help people with it. Um, kind of to your point, going back to that teacher mentality or trusted advisor or consultant, yeah. right? And I realized that I really wanted to do stuff like that. And that's when I started looking for roles within my companies for that. Um, that started helping me move up the chain. And I, I ended up becoming an enterprise architect uh, for an organization and realized that I really enjoyed talking to the different business units, talking tech with the techies and taking that to the business units to bring business value. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, really enjoying those conversations. So I, I think much like you, Zane, at that time is when I started realizing like, hey, who are these these SEs that I'm working with, right? Yeah. They come in and pitch their product and tell me about it. And um, to your point, I didn't, uh, you don't learn this in college. I didn't have a family member that had already been in this industry to tell me about it. So, you know, 18 years into my IT career, right. it's like, oh, that, you know, <laughs> that looks, that looks fun. Like, that's a lot what I'm doing now, but I could do it with multiple businesses yeah. and across the board with customers and partners. And um, yeah, so that's actually when I moved into what we call a value added reseller or, uh, you know, a VAR um, or, you know, we call it a partner. So today at Veeam, I'm a technical partner manager or an SE for the partners. Um, and that's where I used to work was at a partner. So I went over there as a, they actually called it a consulting engineer. So there's another name. Like Zane mentioned, whether it's sales engineer, solution engineer, consulting engineer, sometimes they're even just uh, solution architects, um, many names. But yeah, I went over to a reseller, did a lot of different products. Of course, uh, uh, Veeam was one of those and then had the opportunity to now be over at uh, uh, Veeam, where uh, I came over as a field uh, systems engineer. So at Veeam, they call them systems engineers. So there's another term. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same as sales engineer. We're really all pre-sales. That's the idea here. Um, and trying to be trusted advisors and help our customers find the best solution uh, that meets their needs. Um, so yeah, so I came over as a field SE. Uh, basically what Zane's doing now is, is he's the, the senior SE though. Um, and then I, I moved into or got moved into the channel, uh, which means working with our partners. So I no longer, so like Zane said, we're counterparts. Uh, we're both SEs. Uh, I focus on our partners and helping them understand the Veeam solution and making sure they can provide the best solution to our customers. And Zane works directly with the customers. Yep. But there's about how that goes, right? But there's overlap, right? Like I like to always say, we're all channel SEs. Oh, we yeah. We don't sell direct. Um, so Chris and I will partner up on presentations that are strictly to partners, right? Those are our, our partners are valuable, right? They also put the message out there and we want to educate them. So customers kind of a loose not a loose term but it, it does it does encompass m multiple tiers uh but yeah i i would be more focused on an actual customer engagement where the customer is trying to figure out a solution directly for their for their um, network or for their organization um whereas you would yeah be, that's a that's a great point yeah more so yeah there's definitely overlap um you know that's another nuance right in some orgs i bet that's pretty it could be pretty siloed but here we choose to do it as a uh we would call them, we call them pods, but like as a group, like Chris, Chris has got a responsibility yep. for a certain region. I have a certain region. I overlap into his, he helps me, you know, just for, for an overall plan, like how we're going to put this message out, uh, who we're going to talk to, whom we're going to talk to, who, who needs help, who's our champions, what, you know, whatever those, those types of things. So there's, 
like I like how you said the business value. You know, I, I recognize that early in IT as well. You can be just technology, but if you can also figure out the business side, the what are, what are we doing here in this org? How does IT help the org? Because mostly it's a cost center <laughs> for most organizations. Um, Right, and then we've taken that to here, right? Hey, have that business conversation with the partner who talks to their customers. So they could be a trusted advisor, kind of guide them there, talk to my customers and give them the, hey, yeah, here's the tech and I know it's easy, plus here's how you talk to the business, how it meets those needs. So definitely spins that gamut. That's a that's an important part of this role or both, yeah, both you, our roles, um, both our roles. Yeah, you, you bring up two really good points there. Um, one, yeah, we don't work in silos, right? We I say I work with partners and, and your customer. I mean, we help each other across the board, yeah. right? It wouldn't make sense. I mean, obviously, especially at the company we're at, uh, Veeam, we're 100% we're channel is what they like to, to say, means we don't sell direct. You go th always through a channel partner. Um, so you'd be remiss not to to work with those teams, right? Yeah. Um, because that's yeah, who you're going to go help the customer with. It's it's um, almost a and, franchise, right? It's almost like, hey, the Northwest, at least mine is, yours might be bigger, but the Northwest Veeam franchise, I'm part of that. And you know, you're, you're part of that as well. So it's, it's, yeah. it's a brand. No, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. You're up in, you know, the Seattle area, I'm down in the Boise area. And, um, it, you know, we, especially in the last year, we haven't been traveling much, right? So right. we're going to support <laughs> right. each other the best yeah. we can. Um, Plus it's whether fun. it's partner, customer, whatever it may be, alliances, any yeah. of that stuff. Plus, I have a lot of great conversations with your partners, and sometimes some of the some of the best because they're coming with, "Hey, I heard these six things today or this week, and what do you think about it, Zane? What do you think about it, Chris?" And we're like, yep. "I've never thought about that. That's great. Let's dig into this. Let's look at it. Let's let's lab it." Yeah. So I actually have a lot of fun. So that's a that's another part of it is uh, enjoying that that aspect of the job helps. Yeah. Yeah, and that uh, actually leads right into the other point you brought up that I wanted to mention is in what aspects you may enjoy about the job, right? So you brought up that business aspect, or we both have. Um, so that's something to think about, right? If you find yourself very much into technology, but you also like to message or evangelize that technology or help people, um, you know, this may be a very good industry or role for yeah. you to look into, right? If you find yourself... I, you know, whatever your internal chat is with your teams, whether it's teams or um, Slack or any of those, if you're finding yourself as the person always wanting to answer questions and, and helping out, you know, I'm similar to that. It's very hard for me to ignore questions. Um, you know, is. that may be something you're like, oh, I, I like helping. Right. So this is a good thing to look at this role. And then, um, you know, to the other side, if if. If you're extremely, you know, like head down and like to be in tech technology um, and not super public, you know, maybe pre-sales isn't necessarily yeah. the position for you. You yeah, do need to want to be talk to people and like people, yeah. but there's other roles, you know, some of the solution architect roles are very much, um, or even on the product management side, we can get into all that, that later, but there's other roles um, that even fall into that, you know, more yeah. suited for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. that's just true. And that's, that's what this podcast pretty endless is what we saw we're like man we could probably talk about this forever as long as people want to listen yeah. and uh we've we've met enough people so we hope to you know i know this is kind of high level high level podcast but as we dive into it we can get real focused as we invite others on the show and um and talk about their journeys and you know whom they've talked to and who they interface with and and, and 
some of them are seasoned, right? They've done several roles in this game. Or I've started here and I went here. Now I'm here. So, you know, they're even more information than us who have essentially just, I mean, we've, we've progressed, but we've been in this similar role kind of uh, out of our, um, well, you did the VAR first and I did consultant, I guess, but similar role outside of our, our customer days, right? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and I've never done the, um, the managed service provider side. So in a future episode, we'll have to get a little more into that. Yes. How your, your MSP, you know, what that felt like. So can bring somebody over for that. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, so that we don't get too off track, off track, because like you said, yeah, we, we could talk about this forever, uh, and continue and to go off in different directions. And yeah. we will is why we started this. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, to kind of keep on track here. So you mentioned, uh, Earlier, you mentioned Veeamon as being a place you went and then applied to Veeam. So um, it just so happens Veeamon is happening right now. Kind of in the wake or of just, it, yeah. Or yeah. just kind of actually finished, right? I think it just, uh, For the just concluded yep. over two days. Yep. So, um, you know, and that's something else we want to talk about is conferences. Not necessarily, this isn't a show about Veeam. It just happens to be where we work, so we're talking a lot about it. But that's not going to be the focus. Um, yep. But, yeah, anything to say about uh, Veeamon or uh, since we just went through it or, uh, other, you know, other conferences that are going on virtually. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, uh, and we had, yeah, pure accelerate still going, I think as well. And that's, that's been a couple of weeks. We just had a couple of days for Veeam. Um, I actually got to do short session at ours and, and, um, with, with the partner and, uh, I did, I did an accelerate session as well. Uh, but a lot around, I think ours definitely that hybrid cloud story, that data management story. So we, we put our announcements mm -hmm. of what's coming out this year alluded to what's coming out next year so that's why conferences are great and i think i think they've sort of promised to have showing you betas by the end of the year of what that looks like that'd be our version 12 uh for veeam and uh but yeah but all this cloud kind of cloud data story and the as we've seen customers kind of be in this hybrid world so which is very interesting um i obviously big cloud proponent dived well into that including kubernetes in the last uh, year uh, two years so yeah so a lot around that and then of course just data protection in general um i think v made an announcement i think we're number two backup company now i know number two is a funny thing to like tout but you know up against all the others that's that's a big achievement so worldwide right uh, so, worldwide yeah the worldwide yeah. number two not not just EMEA where we were one but um yeah so yeah some announcements around that that shoe giveaway, everybody wanted those Air Force Ones. That was the, all the rage. <laughs> the yeah. Veeam Air Force Ones. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah we conferences all wanted those, are, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. They, Apparently they we promoted buy those them. a lot. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah, conference in general been fun. I've gotten to go to several in my career at Veeam, as a Veeam. So I did it as a customer and then and then as a Veeam SE, including our own as a VMSE, and I've done for many partners, you know, Pure, Cisco, IBM, uh, VMworld, right? That's the big coveted one too, right? Where all the vendors get together and it's a great place to, you know, as we talk about learning tech and is to go see other tech out there and see other trends and what the little companies that are popping up and where they're focusing and uh, AWS, I'm sorry, that's a big one too. Very different than the other conferences yeah. uh, where you're seeing what's happening in the cloud and all the, seems like billions of companies that are that are just supporting different different parts of that uh, cloud journey. Uh, you know, from managing it to getting there to getting out of there, right? <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, yeah. So great, great journey. And they're all virtual right now, so it's easy to go to them. So yeah, you, 
you mentioned a couple there that I'll, I'll bring up as well. But uh, I mean, we've been going to these virtual conferences or smaller conferences, big conferences, what, for 14 or 15 months now. And man, there's a lot to be desired in these virtual conferences, you know, for me personally. Yeah. And I haven't seen yeah. them really progress much in the last year. It's kind of the same thing. Um, what I will say about Vmon is I really actually enjoyed the interface, um, the, the virtual interface. I thought they did a very good job of that. The content was was very, very good. Um, so I actually enjoyed it. Uh, still long to go in person. The only thing I would yeah, say... Uh, nine day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing I would say about Vmon is it was two days of great packed content. But you already mentioned um, Pure Accelerate and then AWS reInvent, I think is AWS. And um, those go oh, on for weeks, long. right? Yeah. I think both yeah. of those go on for something like five weeks with you yeah. know, different content each week. And I don't know that you necessarily need that much content, but it's it's nice to be able, you know, Vmon's two days. And if you can't make it these two days, nice to know that, hey, it's still going next week. Now. All those are all those sessions are going to be recorded, so you can go see them yeah. anytime. But I do like the idea of like, oh, last week I was busy, I couldn't go to reinvent yeah. or accelerate. So this week I am, and I can still, you know, win some swag or find out what I want or whatever. So those yeah. are interesting as well. Um, not like you're going to spend yeah, the, the, five the, weeks at a conference, two, right? But two approaches they've done. Yeah, you're right. Like maybe maybe one lends itself better sometimes. Yeah, ours will be rebrought. Like, hey, go go watch the recording. So it's almost like it's still going on. Whereas, yeah, they, they've spaced those other ones out three, four weeks or whatever it was. Um, I think they have themes each week too, right? Accelerate is like data protection week and, you know, the first one was core product so. week. And yep. So, yeah, it's interesting to see the different approaches. And then we've done some regional stuff, right, where it's a day event and it's recorded sessions and, and then we just have a question and answer booth. Those seem to be a little less attended sometimes, but, um, you know, we used to use that as a as a way to go see customers in person all in one place or see partners as well and my alliance partners and kind of see everybody when one day and it's, it's hard to do that in the virtual space yeah um you know we've tried real hard to kind of keep these these kind of channels open with people outside of our org but everybody's busy everybody's probably strapped to a desk i seem to be more busy because i'm not moving around anymore <laughs> so you know it's hard it's hard yeah and conferences were a good way to reconnect and kind of focus on a on a thing for a couple of days yeah you're right it is it is a little different we use our our you know we run our own user groups right with end users so that we can get in front of of people and let them ask questions right let veeam users come ask questions and then we help those with them in person but now as we do user groups virtually we kind of have to more have content prepared and it's more of almost a webinar format right so yeah. um but uh you know, another thing to talk about is an SE role. So if conf conferences, another thing, if you enjoy conferences, another reason to look at uh, this type of role. You know, yeah. some people don't like traveling, Travel. going to those things. Some of us love it. Um, just another thought. So I know we're coming up on uh, yep. some time here, uh, Zane. I know in the future we'll, we'll probably even geek out more in our home labs and tech, yeah, hobbies. You that. can see, you know, some of my hobbies back here. I got oh, football yeah. helmets, guitars. Yeah. He's got... Uh, mountain bike stuff going on there yeah yes i choose in my later my my later life here to get back into mountain biking and uh in in very rooty and rocky washington so but it's it's been fun yeah. so you gotta you gotta get away from the desk once in a while right but yeah i yeah. i look forward to diving into 
the crazy you know labs we built and how we how we do things there and, and then of course as we bring people on how, how you know what they're doing um and then yeah hobbies as well you know just you know there's more there's more to this job again for it's humans it's it's networking it's it's yep. hobbies as well as tech and it's the passion for tech the passion for what you do in your off time and then you know that balance so we'll try to try to uh, convey that as well yeah. as we can move forward here yeah and we'll um, continue to talk about like we said other guests we'll have them on talk about the journey to get here um, and other random topics as you've seen us kind of sidetrack here and, and we'll have more <laughs> of those so but you know thank you all for joining and especially if you stayed stayed this long um, and I would just say if you have any ideas for us like we're just getting this rolling anything you want to know about getting to an SE yeah um, any specific yeah. questions anything about our um, you know the podcast in general or anything you'd like to know that fits fits the bill here we're happy and, and welcome for ideas um, even titles and uh, names for the show or anything that you have ideas yeah. about right we're yeah please yeah let's yeah we just uh, let's make this a very useful conversation right that's what this is supposed to be yeah. it's not just uh two se's talking so yeah I th thank you as well yeah thank you for sticking around and uh hope to talk with you soon yep perfect all right thanks everyone for joining all right thank you zane yeah thank you chris have a good one bye